This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Again, I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. And we are streaming at dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. Thousands of students and athletes and others actually organized and rallied at the Capitol in Michigan on Saturday. They want to be able to play school sports. Last week, we told you about a girl who blamed Governor Witchmer for her brother dying as a result of, of uh, not being able to play sports. And again, the winter contact sports have been banned by, by Governor Whitler. And it includes basketball, hockey, wrestling, competitive cheer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, I would like to say that at least her policy is a little bit more coherent than Ohio on wrestling. In, in Ohio, you're allowed to wrestle, but you're not allowed to shake hands before or after the match. I, I wish I were making that up. I'm not. We did that story a few weeks ago. That's the, uh, that's the truth. So, again... Um, there's a bunch of video of this, and obviously I'm not going to go into all of it, but this all comes from Breitbart. We're going to have somebody on Breitbart on Wednesday to talk about the Great Reset, too. And so I told you that I was going to explain the Great Reset to everybody. If you know what it is, then that's great. If you don't know what it is, well, I think you're in for uh, not maybe not a shock, but I think you're you're in for some eye-opening experiences here coming forward. Because just a few weeks ago, they were trying to tell you that that was a conspiracy theory. It's not. It's very real. They're openly talking about it now, uh, Davos and everywhere else. So it's it's clearly a real thing. John Kerry even talked about the Great Reset without actually spe- specifically saying Great Reset over the weekend. So we're going to have uh, somebody from Breitbart come on to talk about that, kind of explain it to everybody so you understand. You know, But this, this is all kind of a, a part of it. I was at a high school today. And I gave an interview at a high school. It was at Jimtown. And, you know, it's it's great that they're open and everybody was doing what they can to be safe as, as best as they possibly could. And, you know, high school, a little bit more of a risk to spread the virus around than your grade schools are. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people that are being damaged from this. And, and you can have brain dead amoebas out there like Joy Behar who's, who think the solution is really simple. Oh, just have them repeat the year. No. That's not how any of this works. We're going to be spending a lot of years, a lot of money, and a lot of time evaluating the damage that was done to this generation because of all of these lockdowns, which for the record, all of the scientific evidence, the peer-reviewed scientific evidence says did not work and are a net detriment to society, not a benefit. So there's no reason to continue doing this stuff. But again, in Michigan... We're not talking about reasonable things. Uh, Governor Whitler decided to go ahead and ban all of these sports. Now, this affects a lot of people. First of all, sports are a huge part of their lives for for a lot of the student athletes. But the other thing is that, you know, a lot of people are trying to be able to get into college. A lot of people are trying to be able to make a name for themselves, be able to put together tape, uh, be able to get recruited. And that sets them up on their path to their, their future. And that's all being denied right now with absolutely no scientific evidence or basis for that being denied at all so we're starting to run into these huge problems again remember they told you at the beginning of the the pandemic that we were going to have a ton of college athletes die if we if we played college football 
We didn't have that. Thank God, by the way. But we didn't have that. So the Lansing State Journal states, uh, Saturday's rally was part of an intensified effort over the last week for high school sports to be played. Since the MDHHS announcement, the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, Competitive Cheer, uh, Cheer Coaches Association of Michigan, Michigan Wrestling Association, and Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association have written letters to Governor uh, Gretchen Whitler and state officials pushing for their sports to get back in action. The Senate took action on Thursday, passing a resolution urging Whitler and the MDHHS to allow for all winter sports to be played. Um, and in the post, which I'll put in the daily show prep for everybody, by the way, you've got a, a ton of video, pictures, all of that stuff where you can see all of these students and their coaches and their family all going there and rallying at the state capitol. Now, this is going to lead into something else that is, I think, also very telling about what we're dealing with. Governor Whitler has routinely lied about the protests, the anti-lockdown protests, Donald Trump, uh, the Proud Boys. She's lied about everybody. This is just who she is. She lied about whose idea it was to put infected people inside retirement communities and nursing homes. That was her idea. It was something that she took from Cuomo, who's going down in flames right now. And the thing is, is that everything that we're hearing about Cuomo, and I know that I'm, I'm, it's like a sidebar because they're connected because Gretchen Whitmer had no idea what in the world she was doing. She made some huge mistakes early on, tried to blame Trump for them. Trump administration was like, you didn't fill out the paperwork to request aid. How can we send you aid if you don't fill it out? It's the law. You have to make the request. Um, she made so many mistakes that she basically just copied everything that Cuomo did which ended up being a huge disaster for the state of Michigan. Last week, we went over that Michigan had the worst job losses in the country. The worst ones. Now, she's repeatedly gone out there and claimed it was white supremacists and everything else and Trump supporters who were plotting to kidnap her and all of that. None of that's true. They were anti-Trump activists too. They're anarchists who don't like government. They don't like government at all. But the lie persisted because, again, Goebbels... You keep telling that lie becomes the truth. So CNN was interviewing Governor Whitler. And they asked her, do you now believe in hindsight that the anti-lockdown protest in Lansing was a dry run of some kind for what happened with the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th? And again, by definition, not an insurrection. A sort of a dress rehearsal. I mean, they asked her that. Now, of course, a bunch of people are commenting on this, that they're pushing for civil unrest and violence and everything else. But you have to understand, those protesters that went to the Capitol, they did so in a safe fashion the first time. They did it in their cars the first time. The first time they went to Lansing, they did it in their cars. They made their presence known. They made their opinions known. They cited the science, which at the time was already saying lockdowns were probably a bad idea. And they stayed in their cars. What did, what did the media do? The media went out there and, and lied. And by the way, initially I fell for it too. They went out there and lied and said they were blocking access from ambulances to get to the hospital. So patients were not being able to get treated and everything else. The hospital issued statements. And thank you for the listeners who sent those to me. Hospital issued statements. I said none of that was true. No hospital entrance was blocked. No access for the ambulances was ever impeded, and that the story was completely false. Did the media make a big, big to-do about, hey, we got that wrong? Of course not. They just buried it. They just let the lie sit there and, and live on as the lie that it was. 
But they all stayed in their cars. And what was the message that Governor Whitler got from this? The message was, I don't care what the peasants have to say. She accused them of spreading the virus. She accused them of making the situation worse in Michigan. All of the data, by the way, showed that that was not the case. She had all of her little supporters running around on my social media and even calling in here and saying, oh, yeah, the virus spread in rural areas. No, it didn't. The people who went to that first protest where everybody was in their car, only a couple of people got out of their cars. Everybody was in their car. There was no spike in the cases of the virus anywhere in the state of Michigan. And several weeks later, she was finally asked this by a reporter. I don't know who that reporter was, but kudos on them for finally asking the question. And say, Governor, do you have any actual evidence that they did spread the virus anywhere? And she finally had to admit, no, I don't. But for weeks and weeks and weeks, you had a bunch of people going, no, 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 we saw a spike in rural areas of Michigan, as if all of the protesters only came from rural Michigan. It was a lie. It was never true. It didn't happen. There weren't those spikes. And eventually the governor was forced to admit that she was making it up in a press conference in which she had already blamed them for that. So they tried to do the peaceful thing. They showed up in their cars. They socially distanced. They didn't gather outside. They didn't block the hospital. They did what they could to still abide by the the medical guidelines at the time. That was the first anti-lockdown protest. And then what ended up happening is she ignored them and made things worse. So their next recourse was, all right, we're just going to go into the Capitol building peacefully now. And we're peaceful. That's the thing that you have to understand. They were peaceful. Did they get loud? Did they get boisterous? Did they yell at some people? Absolutely they did. Yelling at people is not, not being peaceful. There's no violence. None of that happened. Were some of the politicians scared and nervous? Yes, they were. Absolutely. Did anybody point a gun at any of the uh, the members of the government? No, didn't happen. Did anybody attack any members of government? No, didn't happen. All the people did was stand in their capital. That's what happened in Michigan, okay? And what ended up happening again? Oh, they're spreading the virus again. I'm going to have to lock down the state again. Every time there was a protest against lockdowns, Governor Whitmer's response was, because of you, I'm going to lock things down harder now. That was her response every time. So... More of those protests continue to happen. Now, here's the thing. If you're CNN, who's now openly calling for, well, they have been since Election Day, but they're openly calling for at least three news channels to be stripped from all of your televisions. This is CNN now. Supposed to be the the arbiters of truth and the First Amendment are now demanding that three news agencies be pulled off of your television set so you can't access them. That's what they're openly advocating for. They want Fox gone, they want OAN gone, and they want Newsmax gone. And they're openly advocating for this on their platform. The same CNN who has openly advocated for people to be ripped off of social media platforms routinely. In fact, a lot of the people that have been permanently banned from Twitter, that happened because of personalities at CNN contacting their buddies at Twitter and demanding that it be ha- that it be uh, they be removed from the platform. We know this for a fact. So, CNN is asking her this softball question, and in the midst of asking her this softball question, what is happening? Thousands of student athletes are doing exactly what those other protests were at the Capitol. So CNN is asking the governor, hey, that protest that happened in in Lansing, you know, second or third one, that one, was that a dry run on the White House? No, it wasn't a dry run on the White House at all. 
That was out of frustration over previous protests in which the governor still punished people as a result of the protest. And now we've got a bunch of student athletes and their families and their coaches at the Capitol in Michigan protesting all of this. And CNN and Governor Whitler just, ah, yeah, yeah, they're all, you know, dry run stuff. What the follow-up question should have been is, okay, now what about the, uh, if you think I was a dry run, what about all the students and, and, and the, uh, the coaches and the parents and everything else that are at the Capitol today protesting you? What about them? They doing a dry run too? We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, we are live streaming at dlive.tv slash Casey the host. I'm doing something a little bit different with the live stream today. I'll see how you all like it. Uh, it's a little bit more work for me, but uh, it might be a little bit more visually pleasing for all of you. Kind of see exactly what I'm looking at on my system. So go check it out, dlive.tv slash Casey the host. All right. Former aide to Vice President Mike Pence, Olivia Troy, she says that Trump doesn't care about the future of the Republican Party. He's all in it for himself. Now, this was this was on MSNBC. All right. Well, look, here's here's the thing. I, I hate to break it to all of you out there. I, I want to go back in time. All right. Um, I want to go back in time to a, a dust up that I and Representative Wolarski had many, many years ago. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is just to highlight not the dust up between us. And for the record, all of you guys blew that out of proportion. She and I were OK. We always were OK. <laughs> but everybody who is a Wolarski loyalist was really angry at me. How dare I challenge Jackie Wolarski on something? But I was right, and eventually she learned that I was right. And unfortunately, you know, she was new to Congress, and she trusted something that that she didn't fully understand the technology behind it. We we're arguing about metadata, and she didn't understand that. And she had been told by Brennan that everything was fine. And Brennan at the time was lying to her and lying to everybody else. At least she figured this out. Um, but you know, look, this. When we talk about metadata and you talk about that, that's my world. That's where I come from. You know, that's I was a network systems administrator. That's what I went to school for. And you know, I understand that technology. And to have a lot of people, not Wolarski, but have a lot of people outside of that, you know, say that my opinion doesn't mean much because she's a member of Congress on this. She has more information on it. That's not true. People in Congress are not experts on all things. It just doesn't make any sense. She was relying on John Brennan. She thought that Brennan was telling her the truth. And we all know now that John Brennan is a pathological liar. We didn't necessarily know that at the time. We know that now. And like I said, she, she learned. But her and I, we were always fine. We used to joke about how angry people would get about the whole thing when we were at uh, dinners and, and functions and stuff like that together. And we're sitting together. People come up like, oh, have you have you guys made up and like there's never been a problem but the reason i want to bring that up is i was invited to speak to a republican group uh, a short time after that and i i went and i spoke to this group and as i always do i open it up for questions you know i, I prefer you guys asking me questions and me answering that it's just a you know it, it's one you get what you want from me out of it and you know, I'm able to go ahead and, and respond in, in the way that I feel I need to respond as opposed to just trying to come up with something to say. And and what one of the things that came up 
shortly after that dust-up was that I was damaging the Republican Party by doing things like I had done by challenging her on, on what she was saying about metadata. And I remember I, I looked at this person. I, I don't remember all the details. I'm paraphrasing everything. I'm like, I don't work for the Republican Party. My job is not to make the Republican Party look good. When the Republican Party screws up, you hear about it. And that's why you hear about me complaining about the Republican Party a lot. Because on on the national level, the Republican Party screws up a lot. Now, there are, there are state parties and local parties that are really, really good. And there are some that are bad. And on the national level, there are some good things and some really bad things. You know, so unfortunately, what ends up happening is everybody just has this uh, all-encompassing view. So if you trash one person or one policy in the Republican Party, that means you hate the entire thing. And obviously, I've only recently become a Republican again. And I did that because I like the local parties here. Um, and at the same time, there were some things that I wanted to do in primary elections and things of that nature. So, you know... It, it turned into a dust-up, though, at this meeting that my, my job was somehow, in their view, my job was to help Republicans no matter what. I will tell you this point blank, folks. I don't give a rip about the Republican Party if the Republican Party doesn't stand on principles for the things that I agree with. And I think you're going to find that most people are in that category. There are folks who are Republican or die. That's just who they are. They don't care what the party believes. They don't care what the party stands for. They're a Republican, and that's it. They're going to march to their tribe no matter what they do. The same thing exists with the Democrats and the Libertarians and the Green Party and everybody else. There's just that facet. But here's the thing. The base of the Republican Party doesn't care about the Republican Party. They're more aligned with you, and so you're the party of choice at this point, speaking to the Republican Party. But the base doesn't care about you. The base doesn't care if the Republican Party goes on to exist. The, the desire to have the Republican Party succeed starts and ends with, will you prevent the Democrats from taking us down full socialism? That's where, that's it. And if the Republican Party will not do that, then people have no interest in being a part of the Republican Party, other than the Republican tribalists out there. So when I see... Olivia Troy, the former aide to Vice President Mike Pence, saying Trump doesn't care about the future of the party. I have some sad news for you. Neither does your base. Now, if you do what the base wants you to do, and if you stand up, and if you fight, and if you do the right things for the right reasons, they'll be with you. But the moment you're not, they're not loyal to you. And Democrats are far more party loyal than Republicans and conservatives are. Far more so. We've talked about the research on this for many, many years now. The Republicans will turn on Republicans at the top of a hat. And of course, what is the Republican Party strategy when that happens? Ronald Reagan says, never speak ill of your fellow conservative. Mm. Mm. So really, it's fall in line, defend us at all costs, even when we're being horrible, that way, the Republican Party wins because the Republican Party is better than the Democrats no matter what. That's not always the case. Plain and simple. Just like for you Democrats out there, the Democratic Party tries to do the same thing. Libertarian Party tries to do the same thing. Green Party tries to do the same thing. And that's not always the case. So I found this really interesting because this is something that they want. 
They want perpetual campaign cycles. They want perpetual fundraising opportunities. They want you to hate the other side and to be afraid of the other side so that you fall in line with whatever they tell you to do. And that is exactly what Olivia Troy is. Why should Donald Trump care about the future of the Republican Party? Why should he? What possible motivation does he have to care about the future of the Republican Party? And why should the future of the Republican Party matter at all if they're not going to adhere to the principles of the people who are the base of the party? Why should they? It's all a tactic to get you permanently angry, permanently afraid, so their fundraising is not seasonal, it's now year-round, and they have you lockstep voting for them. Olivia Troy is the swamp. It really is that simple. She's just on the Republican side of the swamp. The Republican Party is, is the, uh, the great thing. They want, you have to understand something, the parties want only for their party to exist. All of them. The Green Party doesn't want competition. The Libertarians don't want competition. Republicans and Democrats don't want competition. But if Republicans and Democrats are going to have competition, they're going to make sure it's either or. And, and the Greens and the Libertarians and any other party has no say whatsoever. Why do you think there was this huge backlash when people were talking about Trump starting the Patriot Party? Which he's not doing, by the way. But again, Republicans went into offense mode. Why? Because they were scared to death that he was going to take a bunch of people with him. Now, how is it that Trump could take a bunch of people away from the Republican Party if the Republican Party is so darned important and necessary in our country? The answer is very simple. If the Republican Party doesn't do what their base wants, their base walks. Democrats, a little bit more loyal, a little bit more tribalist in that respect. But with Republicans... They'll turn on each other without any problem if somebody is not adhering to their ideals. Whereas the Democrats will just, just vote and go about it. Olivia Troy. Trump doesn't care about the future of the Republican Party. Neither do conservatives. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Joe, I sent you some audio here recently. Can you just uh, cue that up, get that ready to go? It's the supercut. All right. want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw R&B Car Company are your used experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. So a little bit earlier today, I was telling you about CNN. Now, CNN is, well, they're a perpetual lying station. There's no other way to put it. Do they occasionally get some things right? Yeah, sure they do. So does MSNBC. So what? I've labeled, now CNN has always been considered the Clinton News Network. And the reason that CNN has been labeled the Clinton News Network is that they've always had the backs of the Clintons. That just goes back to the beginning of the Clintons. It's one of the reasons that they were named that. However, um, I've renamed them, and most of you are aware of this, the Conspiracy News Network. And the reason is, 
for the past four to five years, every single bit of primary content on CNN has been a conspiracy theory. All of it. And when it's not their conspiracy theory, what they do is they claim that other real issues are conspiracy theories on the other side. That's just what they do. They either peddle conspiracies or they discount anything they disagree with as a conspiracy. That's just CNN. So Conspiracy News Network is the most apt name for that channel. There's, I know a lot of people at China News Network now because everything they do is pro-China. They've got a lot of that stuff. Earlier today, I was mentioning that CNN is openly advocating for their competition to be taken off of the air. Now, this is not a free speech thing. Brian Stelter, the dumbest human being in American media, also known as the human thumb, he went out there and he basically said the harm reduction model is not the same as censorship. What he wants is he wants Fox, he wants OAN, he wants Newsmax taken off of cable and satellite providers. He wants them gone. So they're not even offered as a network. This from the network who got most of its ratings from the air, airport contract, which is now gone. They don't have the airport contract anymore. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens to CNN without the airport contract. But this is, uh, this is exactly what I keep talking about. And I've got dozens of links of you know the, the left and the media here wanting to censor everybody that they disagree with. You know, they go on there and basically he's, he's Fox News lies to everybody on a regular basis. And they shouldn't be allowed on. This is Brian Stelter who lies every time he opens his mouth. You don't need a montage of Brian Stelter lying to you. You need to just watch five minutes of his show. And if you do watch five minutes of his show, you're one of three people to do that. It's amazing he's still on the air. It really is. This is, um, this is the new normal. CNN, they push to censor people that they disagree with on social media. And now they want to take three competing news stations, two of which have better ratings than them, away. They want them gone. They want them erased. They don't want to compete with them anymore. <laughs> it is astounding. So if, if airing something that is deceptive means that you should be taken off of the cable provider so that way people inside your household are not exposed to that lie i've got a montage coming up of the best personality at cnn jake tapper i know it's, it's not saying a lie but he's the best they have as far as coming close to the most honest person jake tapper is the best that cnn has and as sad as that is it's the truth so I'm going to play for you coming up a montage of Jake Tapper lying to you over and over and over and over again, just so we get into that harm reduction model thesis that Brian the Human Thumb Stelter has to say. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Celebrate the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, if you have never tried FanDuel before, this is the perfect time. New users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds when the Bucks play the Chiefs. 
So it really doesn't matter. If you pick the winner, if you bet $5 on the winner, you can win 275 bucks, and it doesn't matter which, which team you bet on. Now, again, that's the big game on February 7th, which is upcoming. And FanDuel, like I said, it's really easy to use. If you're new to sports betting, don't be intimidated. They have a whole beginner section just for new bettors. If you're more intermediate, they've got a section for you. And for advanced bettors, they've got a, a, a range of options of custom stuff that, that you can do on FanDuel that you're not going to find available at any other, any other betting app. So again, download FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use promo code Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, to get started. FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code Casey. 21 and present in Indiana. New users only must wager on designated boost market. Deposit is required. Your max bonus for this promotion is $275. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-9-OVIT. All right. Close my email out so I can open this window back up for everybody. All right. So Brian Delter is out there saying we need to get rid of Fox News and these other channels. You need to get them off of cable. It's called harm reduction. Okay. And harm reduction is basically we're going to limit who sees your content. And one of the ways to limit who sees content, okay, is to remove you from the cable distribution. That's what Brian Stelter over at CNN wants to happen to Fox, OAN, and Newsmax. Of course, Newsmax and OAN, uh, well, potentially Newsmax and some shows beats CNN. I don't know about overall in the network. They may not. Uh, but Fox definitely beats CNN. Joe, run a montage here. This is CNN's Jake Tapper lying to you repeatedly about a particular issue. A disturbing story out of Wisconsin, yet another unarmed black man shot. Disturbing video last night showed Jacob Blake unarmed being shot by police. A black man, father of three, shot in the back at close range in front of his three children. He was unarmed. President Trump still has not commented on what happened to Jacob Blake, the unarmed black man. We all saw it. A man who appears to be completely unarmed. I agree that before any verdict come down, comes down, there needs to be an investigation. Uh, but I don't understand why expressing sympathy for what happened and outrage that once again an unarmed black man is shot. Uh, we won't know to the civic investigations completed whether there was a firearm in the, in the vehicle or not. I don't know. I'm not going to prejudge that. But they said that Mr. Blake was not unarmed, that he had a knife in his possession. Shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, unarmed, a black man in the back, although he, he did have a, a knife in his car, I guess. We see you, you walk away from the officers. After they try to grab you, I'm rattled. You know, I realized I had dropped my knife, a little pocket knife. So I picked it up after I got off of him. I shouldn't have picked it up, only considering what was going on. At that time, I wasn't thinking clearly. Okay, all right. Let's, hey, we, hey. we can go ahead and cut it now. <clears throat> so. Here's, here's the thing. You, you, you heard Jake Tapper there. You go, we all saw he was unarmed. No, when you watch the video, he clearly has a knife in his hand. He, he never was unarmed. The only video that was released showed him having a knife in his hand, guys. So Jake Tapper, once again, running out there, lying to everybody. All right? That's not making a mistake. That's lying to everybody because the only mistake that could have happened when he said we all saw it is he didn't actually watch the video and then lie to you by saying that he did. Oh, I guess he had the knife in his car. You mean the car that he leapt into 
suddenly after running away from the police. So he could have been reaching for the knife. That Jake, but he didn't. He didn't have the knife in the car. He had the knife on in his hand. In his hand. So if we're gonna start getting into the human thumb, Brian Stelter over at It's Not News at CNN, telling everybody, oh, if you tell somebody something that isn't true, then you shouldn't be distributed throughout your your cable services. Then well, <laughs> we've got plenty of material. That was just one example. I've got four and a half years of conspiracy theories that were not true that were published and pushed by CNN. Let's not forget the dossier story was originally pushed by CNN and BuzzFeed as partners. More coming up, 95.3 MNC.